So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron, which is taking for a quick commercial break, but I think you guys are going to think this is super cool. I recently got to interview Pavan Agarwal. He is the founder and CEO of SunWest Mortgage Company, and they have this really cool thing I want to share with you called Morgan. After years of development, SunWest Mortgage Company, a national leader in mortgage originations and servicing, has launched the newest iteration of proprietary AI platform, Morgan. SunWest's novel application of open ledger technology is groundbreaking and will redefine how real estate sales are transacted. I got to ask him all about this in our interview and the technology is so neat. You don't have to be doing loans with SunWest Mortgage for it to be of value to you, but listen to this. AI technology converts a pre-approved property specific loan to a property agnostic tradable token, like an NFT. I'm still learning about NFTs and he explained it to me in the meeting how this is going to work and how once they approve something, other you only have to get approved once. Other lenders can then bid to do the loan for you after that quick approval. This approach not only opens buyers and sellers to wider opportunities, but empowers all income bracket borrowers with the ability to present offers with certainty without open-ended financing contingencies. Thus, the borrower is now armed with the strength of an all-cash offer that sellers prefer. 99% of thousands of loan conditions SunWest received daily were received within two hours, and over 30% of those were reviewed within only 30 minutes. So whether you need an updated pre-approval at 10 p.m. on a Sunday or instant feedback on guidelines, Morgan is free and available 24 hours a day to cater to your mortgage needs. You want to try this thing out? Go to usemorgan.com. I asked him about this during the interview. I started using it and started playing around with it. You just go to usemorgan.com and you start having a conversation. Whether you're asking about getting your buyer pre-approved, whether you have a question about a, a buyer that just bought a car and if they're still going to be approved now or how that might change. These guys are doing some really, really cool things in the business. They said in the next six months, they're going to start to get approvals down to within just minutes, like full lender approvals within just minutes using this AI tool, not talking to a person, but like texting things back and forth and working it out. So go check out this new technology, usemorgan.com. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui. Hey, coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas. It is... August 31st, when I, as I'm recording this, which means by the time you're listening to this, it is the first couple days in September. And today is one of those special podcasts where we do the best few minutes from each of the podcasts we did in August and let you hear them to see if there's any that you missed and hear uh, if you should go back to, if you should go back to the rest of it. It's like the cliff notes of real estate rock stars in August. We also have a bunch of exciting things going on as this comes out, we've got uh, a free coaching call next week. You know, there'll be an ad for it on there. You go to hybendigital.com forward slash coaching. You know, if you listen to this in the first few days of the month, uh, that's going to be on September, I think September 7th, but go sign up for free. We've got a limited number of spots. I think we've got like 15 or 20 left at the time of this recording. So, uh, so be fast, go do that. We're going to talk about the market. We're going to be able to answer some people's questions. Just try something fun. We haven't tried before with some people that are some really, really great coaches and you guys, uh, the listeners. So I hope that I get to meet some of you guys on there. You know, as I mentioned, I'm in Fayetteville, Arkansas, you know, for the listeners, 
the uh, that have been around for a long time, you know that in May, uh, my daughter started going through some medical treatment up here. And so, we, so we've had a lot of guest hosts coming and helping, helping me uh, continue the podcast. But what will be exciting about the Best of August podcast is uh, for me, I got to come on and I got to interview a couple people. Again, so for the first time in a long time, I got to come on and interview some people too. You know, we've been saying for months, all right, this market is weird. And within a few months, we're going to know what's going on. I don't really know what's going on yet. It depends on who you talk to. A lot more inventory in a lot of places. Uh, we're seeing some price drops uh, from where they were in you know March, April, and May. Most of those prices are still higher than they were a year ago. We're seeing, um, you know, supply is increasing faster than demand is falling, for sure. Uh, I posted an image on my Instagram and Facebook page this last week of the number of houses on the market in the greater Phoenix area. And it's as many as they ever had in 2017, 2018, 2019, but it all happened in like a one month period. So you can see this crazy spike and I'm really curious to see what we're gonna see over the next one. So I'm gonna say it again, in a few more months, we're gonna see how much further it's been taking. Houses priced really, really well that are really, really nice are still getting offers, but they're not getting multiple offers. You know, I bought a house up here uh, in Fayetteville and a few months ago when a house, the same plan got put on the market, it got listed at you know, 260. It had you know, like 15 offers on it, sold for 289. Um, this, the one that came on the market that I made the offer on, it got listed at 273. Um, I offered 273, which was $15,000 less than the one two months prior. I was the only offer and they accepted my offer. So the so there is still stuff going on and I am still buying. There'll be some more stories about that house a little bit later, but I'll stop delaying and we will jump into the stuff that you guys are here for, uh, which is the best of August in the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. So we're gonna start with, here is a few minutes of an awesome interview of guest host Elliot Hoyt interviewing Christina Leavenworth. So I got to meet Christina for the first time at our mastermind in August or in May back in Austin. But she was also on the podcast before when Pat was the host. It was so cool to get to meet Christina and her husband Milan in person at the Mastermind and even cooler that Elliot got to interview her in this one. So here's a few minutes of episode 1069, how to run a rockstar real estate team with Christina Leavenworth. Before I, I ask you a little bit more about the kind of the value adds in your team, um, can you talk a little bit about the structure? So you said you got seven or eight of you right at any given time, basically. Um, did, what what did your admin situation look like as far as like assistance and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I have one full-time assistant who also serves as our transaction coordinator. We use follow-up boss as our CRM, and we have been able to figure out how to use that for transaction management as well. Uh, so that's what we use where it's pretty automated. The next step is to hopefully hire a full-time marketing person to help with the team and do that and then kind of grow as we need it. Not everyone on the team utilizes the assistant um, as an assistant or a transaction coordinator. Some do. Uh, right now, she is okay with the workload we're giving her. Um, if we need more, we'll get more. But I, I think some people build the highway before the cars get on it. I think my personality has been kind of like, take, like, make it like squeeze as tight as you can and then go, okay, we need another. Um, but it's worked for me. You know, it's worked for me because it's kind of been where I'm at. Um, a lot of times people say, should I go full-time automatically? For some people, maybe you should. For me, going part-time, not part-time, but having that um, security blanket of the other job, having that uh, to me 
A, it taught me really good time management and how to do things quickly and efficiently and get it done. And it's just, again, I think I think I needed that security, uh, jumping all in. Maybe would have been too scary. Maybe there would be commission breath. I don't know. But for me, that wasn't what I needed. Got it. Got it. So we, 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 had, a, we had a long conversation yeah. down in Austin at the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind. And, and Christina said, I do radio ads. And I was like, oh, great. Like, uh, I guess you, you're really good at that because you're on TV. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, what do you mean? I mean, you have the voice and you know how to deliver. She goes, no, it's a lot, lot more subliminal than that. Can you tell the good folks listening yeah. what, why it's not what I thought it was and probably what, not what they're yeah. thinking is? Yeah. So radio ads. So I partnered with a talk show radio station and there are two people, one that's really popular on the AM drive and someone who's really popular on the PM drive. And we don't have a ton of traffic like Los Angeles or anything, but um, it is a station that people listen to because they cover local news. So while he is delivering the news, um, I think two times a morning, he then goes, hey, something about the real estate market, blah, blah, blah. I need to tell you about this girl, Christina Leavenworth. You hear me talk about her all the time. Her and her team, they promise that they can sell your home on average, like less than five days. They promise that they're going to do X, Y, and Z. Call her today. By the way, did I say I love Christina Leavenworth? So it's, it's something like that. Um, and it's great because it's not just people that listen to it. Um, it's someone that's friends with someone that listens to it. And they're saying, I'm thinking about selling my house. Well, you have to call Christina Leavenworth. So it's, it's been really good. And then that combined with the other marketing, us doing mailers, us doing postcards, uh, Facebook ads all that other stuff, it just works really, really well. Um, because maybe they're thinking of someone else and then they see something from like our team and they go, oh yeah, I forgot about, yeah, Christina Lemworth, she's supposed to be really good. Yeah, it's kind of get hitting them in those multi-channels, right? You can't escape it. If it's in your mailbox, it's on your social media, it's on your radio in your car, you kind of feel stupid, yeah. right? For not reaching out and at least having that phone call. Yeah, and that's another message I've said. I, I've, he's asked me, he's like, what do you, is your like vision and goal with this? I'm like, I want every single seller in our area to at least give us a shot, at least invite us in and see what we can offer. If they decide to go with someone else, I totally get it, but give us a shot. And so that's what I hope that his message is. And half the time, I don't even hear him. So every now and again, I hear it and you get kind of shy. You're like, oh my gosh, he's talking about me. <laughs> like, it's weird. <laughs> that's that's great. So what what's the cost like on the, on these radio ads? What's the the kind of cadence and what is the cost and also what's the return? What are you seeing back on these? So I um, used a radio consultant and I can give you his information offline. I did that just because I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, so I believe it's three thousand dollars a month, and it's hard to track that. Like you need to be able to like go with this for a while. You know, I would give it six months. I mean, for me, I give pretty much anything six months to see if it works or not. So um, we get a good amount of calls, but it's hard again to know, do they hear it from the radio? Do they hear about it from a friend? Do they see something on Facebook? Where, how they heard about me? It's just, it's branding. So um, people that say like, I heard about you from the radio, it's probably 20 listings a year. So, I mean, it more than pays for itself. This has been Christina Leavenworth on the other side of the mic here. Uh, Christina, if people want to reach out to you, if they have questions, if they have referrals or, or anything, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Uh, you can go to Instagram, Christina Leavenworth, um, or look me up on Facebook or just Christina Leavenworth Realtor at gmail.com. And I'm happy to help in any way. And thank you so much, Elliot, for having me on here. Uh, it was so great getting to know you at the Mastermind. And I definitely encourage everyone 
to come to the next mastermind. It was an incredible yes. experience. Yes. Anyone listening right now, uh, the Realistic Rockstars, Realistic Rockstars Mastermind of 2022 is great. I think 2023 is going to be even better. Um, I took a chance on it. Not to hijack the, the, the end here, but I took a chance on it and it's changed the trajectory of a lot of things I've done. Um, I've joined all kinds of different things off of Real Estate Rockstars and met really cool people like Christina. Um, if you guys have the ability to sign up for it next year, I strongly recommend it. It, it, it. Even for someone like myself and Christina ourselves who have relative success in the business, I think we could both say it's definitely changed our outlook and given us tools we've done before, right? So. Absolutely. All right, and if you want to go hear more of that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1069 with Elliot Hoy interviewing Christina Leavenworth. Next up, episode 1070, the ABCs of building a real estate business with Dennis Folk. Dennis was also somebody that attended our mastermind in May and guest host for this one is Caleb Spears, who was someone that came out to our mastermind in May. And Caleb has done a lot of uh, guest interviews for us. So you guys, his, his voice and name should be familiar uh, by now. Here's a few minutes of episode 1070 with Caleb Spears interviewing Dennis Folk. You're saying, hey, a lot of agents don't know how to have those awkward conversations. Many of them are newly licensed. They haven't had to have those conversations because they've been in a hot market. There's been no need for price reduction. Not yeah. to give away the secret sauce, but what are can you go through some of that scripting or maybe just some tips on how to have some of those uncomfortable conversations? Yeah, and to be honest, first off, I don't have a secret sauce, but I think with that dialogue or almost any dialogue, me personally, I think it's just not letting the client be surprised. So I think if you're if a client thinks it's worth more and you're unable to talk them to the, the list price you really recommend, but maybe their price isn't totally out of whack, prep them a little bit. So let's go on at this price. But if we don't have anything in two or three weeks, let's reevaluate. And as long as you kind of warn people and prep people a little bit before you have to have that real hard conversation, that real hard conversation is not a surprise because you don't want to switch all of a sudden to being, hey, everything's perfect. Like, actually, we need a lower $50,000 because they can be really caught off guard and just react completely differently if you hadn't kind of planted that seed two or three times weeks prior. So I think just having that, you don't have to dominate them with that or, or barf it down their throat. But as long as you kind of, that's a part of your dialogue is that, hey, if it doesn't sell, here's our plan. We don't have to do it today. Maybe we have this discussion in a couple of weeks. Let's see what, what happens with that. But I think don't let them be surprised. So with a lot of new agents, this is something that I'm running into right now. We're, we're trying to train these agents and, and uh, it's almost like every one of them needs something different. You yeah, know, 100%. So how do you how do you tackle that with a volume model having a lot of new agents? What, what's kind of your training methods? You know, a lot of that, what I've learned and observing a lot of these people at a really close distance or just being in the office and being around them, a lot of that, I have to say, sort of also falls on to the new broker. It's the new brokers that show up and and more or less just by their presence and their enthusiasm and their energy and their attitude sort of demand the leads that come to the office and demand like the knowledge and want to do ride-alongs on appointments and make it to every training. So we can recruit new brokers that are blue in the face, but if they don't show up and they're not going to be engaged and not going to be pretty committed, it's really tough no matter what brokers are at for them to make it. So yeah, we do do weekly trainings. Uh, we have a mentorship program we implemented. We're going to start to do a in, outside of the weekly training where all new brokers would get together for a second time during the week to work on forms or dialogue and just other struggles they're maybe all going through. But other than that, I think it's also trying to line up as many opportunities for them. Because I don't know about you, but I could take a forms class till I'm blue in the face, but until I have to actually use that form in a transaction, I, I'm likely never going to learn it. So 
if they're active and they're, they're energetic and they're kind of taking the opportunities we're trying to give them, those are the ones that are going to succeed. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen that before where I will see someone that I really believe has so much potential to be great in our industry, but they're, they just don't want it that bad. Yeah, it's hard. That's one thing you can't teach. Yeah. Well, and they'll tell me, they're like, oh God, I wish I'm just so busy. And I'm like, if you were as busy as you say you are, you'd be selling things. (laughs) I don't know what you're doing with your time, but it's not the right things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, brokers all the time and some of them will come in they'll go, okay, well, I'm going to be here. I'm going to hit it hard Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I go, well, what are you doing Tuesday and Thursday? Like I'm here every day. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, if you, there's always something to do if you want to do it, whether it's farming or whether it's calling on expires or cancels or whether it's working your database, you're, there's, there's something to do every day. If you find it to do, it's up to you. You can't wait for the phone to ring. You got to get out there and kind of make things happen. No, I always tell the brokers, nobody can call you off your for sale sign or your business card. If your sign is in your trunk or your business cards in your wallet, it's impossible. Ooh, preach. Yeah. So get it out there. If you want your phone number, you got to find ways to get it out there. Yeah. Oh, I like that. All right. If you want to go hear the rest of Caleb interviewing Dennis Folk, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1070. Next up, here's episode 1071, the perfect way to start in real estate with Baron Calvert. This was a guest host, Caleb Spears interviewing Baron. Here's a few minutes of that one. You made 56 transactions last year in that market environment, which to me just speaks to the quality of your follow-up because you do not get that level of sales volume in a market like ours, a second home market, without having a clear strategy for keeping in touch with people and not not letting them slip through the cracks. Yeah, exactly. And because a lot of those people can be years out. And if you have, um, like I said, it's a, it's a database to where you combine you know, reaching out to people who just registered on the website versus people who've been on the website for years, you know, they say old leads or gold leads, right? So, um, I mean, helped a guy this year, his name was Kenny. I mean, I literally met him back in October, 2017, but the time was not right until, you know, literally last month where I helped him buy a condo. So not giving up on people and, you know, making sure their uh, search is good. Sometimes people's uh, criteria switch up, you know, they can, uh, either get approved for more or want to retire down here instead of buying second home. So really just keeping in touch and uh, trying to make it personal. I mean, especially if I've been nurturing them, talking to them for years um, and it's not that hard of a conversation to have at that point, you know, just every, every few weeks, every couple of weeks, whatever the scenario is, just seeing how they're doing, um, you know, and going from there. But yeah, last year I was super thankful, uh, 56 homes. Um, but it was a combination of people who live here versus uh, non-locals. But, you know, like I told you, just trying to treat everybody uh, the same and try to give them, you know, whatever service I can provide. You know, our company, myself, take a lot of pride in being uh, the resource to go to for any kind of vendors they need, property management companies, plumbers, electricians, painters, you know, always having that guy or that girl who can, you know, help them out. And that goes a long ways too, especially people moving down here. They really don't know anybody. So just being that go-to source, not just for real estate, but, um, I mean, anything they need, uh, you know, restaurant suggestions, um, you know, anything like that. That's I that. So I've started implementing that in the last couple of years too, where it's like, when I, when I'll talk to a lead, you, a lot of times it's even new leads and they're like, Hey, I'm not ready to sell. I'm not ready to buy. I'm not looking to do anything. I always just say, look, no problem. What else can I help you guys with? Do you need a rental manager? Cause a lot of our stuff is short-term rentals. 
Do you need a, yeah, a plumber? Do you need an interior designer to help you decorate this house you bought last year? Whatever it is, I like to build relationships. I'm not transactional in my business. I want to build a relationship with you. How can I serve you? And it sounds yeah, like that's, you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, I've had several people where their circumstances change and they don't end up buying anything, but they would literally send me referrals just because I was so consistent with following up with them. They didn't forget about me. And, you know, likewise, I didn't forget about them, even if they told me they're not going to buy anymore, not, um, you know, reach out to them too often, but still every few months have a little five minute conversation just to, you know, check in with them. It's not, uh, not anything crazy, you know? Baron, I, I'm serious and genuine when I say this. This might be one of the, we're, we're literally what, like 10 minutes in. This might be one of the most valuable podcasts I've ever had the pleasure of doing or even listening to for new agents because everything you're saying is like, if I could make a checklist of the perfect way to do business and to start in this career, knowing what to do, these are the things, dude, you're killing it. I love your process. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. It means a lot. If you're anything like me, you probably got better too at refining your idea of what they're looking for by asking the right questions. Did, did you kind of find that to be true as you, as you gain knowledge and experience? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And we have different, you know, buyers, you know, consultations where we'll meet them face to face and go over, you know, literally a hundred plus different factors and, and really narrow that down. I mean, especially if they're local, I mean, you could talk to them on the phone for two minutes, you know, send them some random properties, but that's not really, you know, benefiting anybody. So um, yeah, you know, listening to them a little more, you know, just from my experience, kind of seeing, you know, where they want to be versus, you know, where they don't want to be. And even though they might say something's fine, um, you know, kind of knowing that, you know, if we actually go look at it, it's probably not going to be the best fit for them. They might say it's a great idea, but once we get out there, they can't stand it or don't like it. So trying to, uh, you know, figure that out up front to, um, you know, not, uh, not waste their time, just be more um, efficient for everybody. All right. If you want to go hear the rest of the interview with Baron Calvert, episode 1071. Next up, here is episode 1072, how to survive the next real estate market shift with Raquel. I'm going to say Raquel Q. So much of your stuff online says Raquel Q. Her name is spelled Q-U-I-N-E-T. And I don't want to butcher that because she has a giant social media following. So many cool coaching programs. I looked all over her websites, hoping to get the proper pronunciation of that. And she is big time. But here's a few minutes of special guest host, Stephanie Heiser, interviewing Raquel Hugh. What else do you think is contributing to everything that's going on with the agents that are having success selling right away versus two whole weeks later? You know, it's yeah. not a long time, but it feels like a long time. Yeah, I think there's a couple different factors when it comes to agents pricing ahead of the market, understanding expectations of the clients. The ones that could really lay out expectations of good, bad, ugly, here's what we're in for uh, when you put your house on the market, you see those agents winning because they're able to hone in their skills when it comes to expectations, when it, whatever you want to call it. If it's like scripts, they understand that they actually have to be strong on the front end rather than price high and then come to them with disappointment because that's when you break trust. And I think that in any relationship, whether you're an agent or whether you're in business is like when there's fear in the market because of the economy or the news is like, it is our responsibility to lower that fear by figuring out what's next. And when you can lower feel, you can start to build trust. 
Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Buchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. We use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown like real geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I've fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used LineDesk. I've used Conversion. And I think follow-up boss gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. So what do you think is next? I think it depends on each market. So I think what's next is I think if, if we were talking about just the real estate industry as a whole, I think that you're going to see a lot of people leave the business. In, in, and it happens in every cycle because it's going to be a lot harder or you're going to have to do some double the effort to make the same amount of money. Plus, you've got the shift of the decline in volume. So sometimes you could actually go 100, 200, 300, 400,000 over asking and your average price points last year or even in the last six months is so different from today. I have clients that have markets where in March, it's $300,000 less for the same exact property today, right? So if you want to protect your equity and if you have to sell or you want to sell, I think that it's just about strategically pricing it and having the expectations around it. Because even right now, I think there's always opportunities in any market, whether it's a hot market, bad market, whatever you want to call it. I think the great agents find opportunities in everything. Yeah. And you said you've been in this business for over two decades. So what, um, how did you thrive in the last recessions and what do you think would be good strategies for agents that take advantage of those opportunities, this downturn? 
Yeah, I went into, I think from 2007 is when we like had hit in the Phoenix market of the recession to 2010. And during that time, I was a CEO for a large brokerage that was failing. So they came off of a hot market. I came new to the area. And what I realized and quickly realized is that people were so used to a hot market, they didn't understand how to deal with a bad market. So when you have agents, especially at the age that I was at, I was a kid myself, I was 25, 26, and I'm running 300 agents in an office, but I have foreclosures happening on a daily basis of my agents, houses getting foreclosed. I have repossessions happening in the parking lot and I'm getting these levies for taxes. You're like, holy cow what do we do? But I feel that like leaders always step up and this is their opportunity to shine. And that's what you're seeing with a lot of teams, whether you're at different brokerages is the ones that have the leadership skills, regardless, even in the pandemic that can push their teams forward or push their brokerage forwards always wins. They always do, but they take action. And so I would say from the last recession, what I learned even in a new market, it was like, okay, who had the most listings were REO agents and who actually dominated those markets were short sell and REO agents. So I knew it's like we actually, as a brokerage, had to have REO accounts if we were gonna survive this market. All right, if you wanna hear the rest of that interview of Stephanie interviewing Raquel, go listen to the rest of 1072. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1073, The Many Hats of Real Estate Professional with Brandon Baca by special guest host, Courtney Atkinson. Here's a few minutes of that one. Interestingly, one of the things that I think helps people with families uh, really achieve balance and something that my wife brought to the relationship early was uh, she said, hey, listen, you know, this is going to be a team effort if we're going to, you know, raise children together. And I understand that it's a busy business, real estate, but we should set some expectations about how we're going to do this together from the outset. And so we began doing that. You know, we we set some hours of the day where I would work, some evenings that were free. Uh, some expectations around weekends and and of course things come up but with open lines of communication in my experience things were so much easier and i think all too often at least from the experience i've had from some colleagues uh, i think there sometimes can be like this failure to communicate uh, mutual expectations of of a realtor or a broker and then i mean you know how that goes right it's very difficult yeah. to continue and and achieve success in a personal relationship if you don't have that right yeah, that's absolutely right. And one of the things that I find, you know, with agents and one of the things that we really strive for at Ten Oaks is to help people create that balance. Look, you don't have to work 60 hours a week for this to be profitable for you. Mm -hmm. um, work will expand to the time that you allow for it. Yes, sir. And then understanding the science, the, the, the philosophy of delegation mm -hmm. to achieve those long-term goals. Because let me tell you something, if, if you're going through a divorce, it's going to show up in your business. If you're going through some problems with your kids, it's going to show up in your business. And at the end of your life, it's not about how many hours you work, right? It's about the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it's just important to focus on what's important ultimately. As you well know, a lot of our, our viewers and listeners are struggling with balance and struggling to, sure. to compress time and, and expand their accomplishments. And so what are some of the things that you teach the agents at Ten Oaks that, uh, that might speak to that? Yeah, that's a great question because, and it's so important for people to understand that there are options. You know, one of the first things that we do is guess what? You need and you're getting a transaction coordinator. That's one of the things that primarily steals so much time. And it's, and honestly, it's something that you can 
delegate to someone else. And a lot of agents, I've, I've heard this sort of uh, um, objection where agents will say, uh, well, I do the paperwork. I just like to do the paperwork myself. Mm-hmm. You know, nonsense, right? You can pay someone else um, a fraction of what your time is worth, right? And if you're a real estate agent, your time is worth 50, 60, 75, 100, $150 an hour, depending on your production level. Right. And it's just not worth work until 11. So one of the first things is get the paperwork off of you. The more paperwork you can get off of you, the better to where you communicate. For my top agents, I say, listen, you talk to make money. You don't um, sit in front of a computer and do paperwork to make money. That's not what you do anymore. That's right. Um, so that that's one of the first things, that transaction coordinator piece. Mm-hmm. So I just tell people, stop trying to be, stop being a control freak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do this as an experiment, see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say for our agents, that's like, listen, you're, you're as a real estate agent, um, you're wearing three hats. One of them is your lead generation business development hat, right? How we get mm-hmm. new business to us. Right. The second one is the customer service is the showings and the consulting and the negotiation. And mm-hmm. then the third is the transaction management. Um, and I, I, I know you've already read the book, E-Myth. I know from talking to you, um, mm-hmm. we got to start taking those hats off to where you're wearing one hat. That's um, right. And then maybe you, you're wearing no hats at the end of this and the business yeah. runs itself. That's the ultimate goal Yeah, uh, for me. That's cool. All right. If you want to hear the rest of Courtney's interview with Brandon, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1073. Okay, now here's a few minutes of episode 1074. Something cool about this one. This was my first interview back in a very, very long time. Uh, one of the reasons I came on for this one is I got to interview my good friends, Tim Rode and Pat Iben. You know, the I've talked about GoBundance before. When I met these guys, I was just emerging as an entrepreneur again after I had had a big rise and a big fall and kind of found my new opportunity. And meeting these guys and meeting GoBundance completely, completely changed the trajectory of my life. And getting a chance to interview them about something that's passionate to them was just, you know, really, really awesome. And you guys also know Pat was the previous host of this podcast. So here is the, a few minutes of me talking to Pat Hyben, former host of the Real Estate Rockstar podcast, and Tim Rode, one of the founders of GoBundance, on episode 1074 about their new book, Quit the Job You Hate for a Life You'll Love. Our most downloaded podcast last year was Stephanie Heiser, which she was a vice principal at a school. And for a year or two, she listened to the podcast as she was driving to work and eventually said, okay, I'm going to go become a real estate agent instead. And she did, I don't know, remember how many deals that first year. So I really think this is so fitting for so there's somebody, some of you guys right now you're listening and you're going, oh shit, he's talking to me because you're driving in your car and you're going to your normal job. And you've been like, maybe real estate is one of these options. Sounds like this book is great for you. Do you guys help guide people in that for them to find what job is next? Like, like if they don't, so first of all, somebody should listen to it. If they like, don't like what they're doing, is there, where should they go if they're trying to figure out what they should do? I think one of the challenges is let's take that high school principal. Um, They were wrapped up in their identity. I Mm. can't quit this. I am the high school school principal. Everybody looks at me and sees me in this light. Uh, Pat and I both quit amazing uh, real estate agent jobs where we were making 
boats loads of money and could have gone down that uh, track for decades and been really successful, really happy, but it didn't juice us anymore. And, and it had oxidized. It, it, the, the career had rusted. And I'm sure oh. many of you, I'm sure many of you listening to this can relate to that, where it was so fun at first, and now it's just no longer fun. So, so the challenge is, is how do you go from Pat and I being top agents, that principle you mentioned, how do you go from that incarnation where we're wrapped up in this one identity and changing that identity to, to a whole new incarnation. And that's the, that's part of what the book's all about is helping you. Pat talked about the trapeze using that bar to take you from one trapeze to the next, to the next. For me, it was going from real estate agent dabbling into investing to I only want to invest. I never want to sell another home. So I had to change my identity from that of a real estate agent who, who uh, takes great pride in coming through for those that I serve to the only person I'm serving from now on is me and my family as a real estate investor because I'm never going to list and sell another home. So I had to come up with a new identity of what does that look like? And that, that's what we challenge your listeners, you know, if, and Pat said it before, if, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do and what would you move towards? And that's what we want to help you set those trapezes in your favor to set you up for uh, the best success that you can have as simply as possible. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to add some value because we want to give as much value, whether people buy the book or not. So, you know, one of the very popular things that um, uh, so far, some of our readers have said that they love is something we call the quitting team. And what we want people to realize is number one, you do not have to quit alone. Right. And that's part of the fear factor of the whole thing is quitting alone. And we talked to some psychologists, we talked to some experts, and we, you know, figured out what it is that really is going to make somebody more able to grab a, a, a trapeze ring, more able to grab, you, you know, just to, to get off the pot, let's say. So the, your quitting team ends up being four different type people. And we've actually built a, a diagram in the book for people to fill in names. And we asked them to fill in two or three names of each of these four things. So here's what they are. The first one is stakeholders. And what a stakeholder is, basically, it's your spouse, right? Your spouse, maybe your relative, maybe your sister or your mom or, or someone who's really in the day-to-day with you, someone that totally loves you, that you talk to all the time. That person or two or three of those people need to be in it with you. They need to support you. They need to be like, Aaron, I believe in you. I want you to do this. And I think you're going to succeed. So that's the number one. The second part of it, the second part is the partner. And what a partner is, is someone who is going to financially benefit if you financially benefit. 
IE, let's say you're going to quit to be a real estate agent. So one of your partners and as a real estate agent is a mortgage officer. Another partner is a title company. Another partner might be someone who owns a termite company or an insurance company. Those would all be partners. People who want you to win and are going to be in it with you, but they might not necessarily be like a real partner uh, in your business, but they could be. It could be if you open up a, a gas station and you have a business partner, that, that counts too, okay? Then the next box we have is the mentor. Now, the mentor is contrary to what people believe that the mentor is not this old guy with long, bushy hair sitting at the bottom of an oak tree, kind of giving people advice on, uh, you know, all different things of their life. The mentee is actually a person who has a proven track record in your new business. Obviously, if you're a real estate agent, this is an agent who has done it successfully year after year. You know that they have a good profit. You know that they have five-star reviews. You know that they're doing it right, right? Anybody in the business, if it's a gas station, it's someone who has two gas stations and, and they could show you, you the profit loss and show you that they're, they're doing very well in the gas station and they're maybe not working 100 hours a week. It's just you know a proven track record with what you want. And then the last is a coach. And this is how a coach varies, Aaron, different from a mentor. A coach is somebody who keeps you accountable. When we talk at GoBundance about extreme accountability, a coach is extreme accountability. They're the one that is not necessarily giving you ideas, but they're making sure that you put your money where your mouth is, right? They're, they're again, going back to a real estate agent. If you're a real estate agent, they're the one that's making sure you're calling 20 past clients a day, that you're handing out 25 business cards a day. Business cards that that you're calling FISBOs, whatever it is that you're saying you're going to do, your coach is going to keep you accountable to that. And those are the four things. And if you have two or three names in all four of those boxes, you have a killer team. All right. And if you want to go listen to the rest of the interview with Pat and Tim, I recommend you do. Remember, go back and listen to episode 1074. All right, next up here is episode 1075. This was another interview that I came back for. You know, I need to thank Logan because a big reason I came back for this one is because of how much we interact on Instagram. And he first reached out as just a listener, as just an appreciative listener that said, hey, this podcast is really, really helpful in my life. I'm, I'm learning so much and I'm having a really great start as a real estate agent because of it. And the more we chatted, the more I encouraged him that he has had Plenty of success and enough success that I figured most of you guys can learn from him. After this interview, I sent it to a bunch of agents I know because it is jam-packed with actionable advice that if somebody is struggling today's market, he became an agent in January this year, eight and a half months ago. And he's done a ton of deals in one of the toughest markets. And I think you should listen to these tips. Here's a few minutes though, of episode 1075 with Logan Walter. So tell me about the first video you send out to people where it's because so everybody trusts you. Everybody you met at church is like, we like Logan. You're like, <laughs> hey, I'm an agent now. They're like, what? We saw you with a guitar in your hand last week. How are you? an a- Like, you're an agent now. Cool. Good for you. And you're like, would you trust me to sell your home? I was like, ah, I don't know. That's a really big decision. So now you're like, hey, you're going to 
tell them that you're an expert. Is that the simple stuff as the Loom videos too of, hey, here's what's going on with the real estate market in July? Yeah. You know, my team leader pointed out to me, I took a guy out to coffee in July of 2021. So this is long before I had launched into real estate. And he was one of the first people that I told that I was heading into real estate. Right. And so we developed a relationship over coffee. He actually does commercial real estate investing, but uh, would would want an agent to represent him on the residential side if he ever did a deal. Right. So he was the first person that I told. We went out to coffee. We talked about it. He shared some with me about commercial real estate. Fast forward 10 months later, it's May. And he calls me and he says, Hey, there's a house in Frisco that me and my wife want to buy. It was a million dollar home. And so from that conversation, and my my team leader pointed out to me, hey man, you're one for one when it comes to coffee dates. And I pushed back. I said, well, no, that coffee date had nothing to do with this deal 10 months later. And he said, yes, it did. He said, you went out, you talked with him about real estate. He's the first person you talked with about real estate. 10 months later, he was buying a seven-figure home with you and then using you to list his home. And so I took that to heart that... um, First of all, I really enjoy being around my friends and I enjoy having lunch with them and coffee with them. So it's very natural. We don't have to talk about real estate the whole time, but that building that relationship, talking with them about the business. And so when he reached out to me and said, we have this home that we're interested in, it was listed for $950,000. I knew there was going to be a bidding war. There was a hundred showings the first weekend for this house in Frisco. And so I filmed a loom video and I scripted it out. Okay. It was a it was a page long script, and then I reduced the script down to some major points that I wanted to get across, and then I filmed this Loom video just as professionally as I could for somebody who had been in the business for four months. Explained how I would find the value of this house, how it relates to other houses in the neighborhood within half a mile, how an appraiser would look at this house, and where the market is currently, and what we might have to do to get it, and sent that video. And from that, he trusted that I knew what I was doing when it came to writing contracts and and winning a bidding war. Very cool story. Sometimes it takes nine months to get your first deal, but you've had incredible success since then. Um, I just want to give you the floor for a minute. What are so, what's something out there that you wish somebody would have told you? What do you want to tell people about real estate? About what you guys have going on in Dallas? Just um, you've just got the next few minutes to talk about whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I think that I'll come back to the idea of not being a secret agent, not being afraid to reach out to your sphere. And so that initial month, month and a half, it took me a long time to reach out to everybody that I knew. So the first thing I did is I sent out a Christmas card, a Christmas card to everybody. And it costs some money, right? It costs some money to send out a postcard to everybody, you know, and it had my family's picture. I said what my wife was doing. She's a diagnostician for Frisco ISD. I have a three, four, and five-year-old. So life is very chaotic when it comes to uh, the kids. And then I'm in real estate. And here's what I'm doing. Every single person I knew got that card. And then I spent the next month calling those people, asking if they got the card, asking how their family's doing, letting them know what I'm doing. And then four months later, one of them calls me and says, I need you to list my mom's house. She's in poor health. And that house went for $680,000. I don't think that that would have happened if there wasn't a relationship there, if there wasn't intentionality. So the first thing is reach out to your sphere. The second thing is uh, be a person. And, you know, Aaron, I know that you are this and, and the listeners, the people you've had on the podcast, they're all very honest people, 
right? They're people of high character and integrity. And so bring that to the business, you know, be a person who is kind and who listens and who is honest with people. And so uh, be clear, be clear that you're an agent. Uh, these are all going to be start with the letter C because I'm a former Baptist pastor and we all, we alliterate everything. So yes, be, clear, be clear, have high character and then competency. Show them that you're good at the job, join a team, get trained, listen to this podcast, learn how to do the job well. Logan, I've got chills right now, man. All right. And again, if you want to go listen to the rest of that one, I recommend you do my interview with Logan Walter, episode 1075. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1076 with Francie Molina. So Stephanie Heiser was our guest host on this one. Stephanie, who put on our mastermind back in May. Here's a few minutes of her interview with Francie. We are serial reach out team like so I, I mentioned to you before we're doing this challenge this summer because I I feel that um you know it's easy it's hard to build good habits and it's easy to ruin good habits so uh, while we all claim to be checking our CRMs every day and, and and reaching out I felt like a little challenge in the summer would be helpful so we're doing uh you have to reach out to five clients a day you have to report it in your Google Drive for the 62 days July 1 to um, August 31st, and you have to tell the kind of reach out. Um, and our team manager is categorizing it and watching all the stats. And then we're recording the wins. And wins are buyer, new buyer, new seller. And the wins are amazing. It's amazing when you reach out to your sphere or your past clients or vendors you work with and you have coffee with them or text or how how great they feel and how seriously they automatically have a client or a, a future client moving here or selling. So it's been great. I think everybody's enjoying it. But the, I think I mentioned this to you before. The best thing that's come out of it is while we all claim to be checking our CRMs every day and doing this, it's generated a lot of conversations at the team meetings, which it's like, it's hard to come up with five people a day. It's hard to do this. I'm like, hmm. if you've been doing this all along and you've never mentioned that it's hard, clearly our habits were weakening. So it's really great. It's forcing the team to run events, you know reach beyond the usual people that they talk to all the time and it's 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 creating successes that is really awesome and it makes sense everything you track seems to grow and helps have focus and another tip i would give people as if they're trying to grow a team or hire an assistant or hire transaction coordinators whatever it is however you define team none of us do this alone um 80% good is good enough. You know, in the beginning, I would be, you know, maybe micromanaging the marketing content, micromanaging how they're handling a deal or how they're interacting. Now, I uh, some brilliant person around the country in real estate once said, go for a week and never only ask questions with your team, never, never answer questions. Now I almost always, my agents call me and they ask me stuff and I say, so how are you thinking of handling it? And 99.999% of the time, what they're doing is perfect. So 80% good. Like if they write the content and it's not perfect or my version of perfect, I don't even change it. Um, you know, they always ask me to tweak things and 90% of the time I say, oh my God, you did it brilliantly. So, you know, empowering them to own the team or this brand that they're a part of, however you define team. Is, is so beneficial in the long run. And I just, I guess I didn't realize that as you're building your brand, you're trying to make it so perfect. It took me a long time to realize, you know, once your agents take ownership, they're going to do it to the best of their ability as well. And you got to let them fly. You got to stand in the background. So I checked my ego at the door. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectionism and micromanaging oh. can definitely 
add some stagnation in your growth. Absolutely. And you lose, like, you lose a lot of agents as a result of it. And thankfully, I've actually never lost an agent. And I I always say to my agents, I know one of you is going to go fly and create your own team or whatever it is, and I'll cry. And then I will cheer for you in the sandbox every single day, because, you know, we're growing careers for other agents, like if I had had the opportunity to have a colleague to work with or anything, because when I got into business, no one in Westchester really teamed up. It would have been so, my growth would have happened, it would have accelerated so fast. It took five years or seven years to get to where I got, where they're getting to it in one or two because they have this team of colleagues. All right. And if you liked that one, go back and listen to the rest of 1076 Empower Your Team and Never Lose Another Agent with Francie Molina and special guest host Stephanie Heiser. And hey guys, that's a wrap. We are, what is it? So end of August, September is starting. We're not quite done with the third quarter of 2022. The market is changing like crazy. We're getting ready to to release tickets for the next mastermind we're doing in February in Austin to be able to get everybody together. We've got that free coaching call next week. We're going to start interacting with more of you guys. Here's something we've learned on the podcast that now we're trying to experiment with. On the podcast, we get to interview some rock stars, some superstars, and it's been so great. And they've been willing to share all of their secrets with everybody. It's not this like closed mindset of worried they can't tell some of their secrets because they might take their business. Everybody comes on here and shares all of their best stuff. And as we started experimenting with getting people together firsthand in conversations back and forth and coaching and uh, the mastermind conference, you know, people just gave and gave and gave. And then it got to be this really cute, cool mutual thing because we found that there were people that were brand new in real estate that could help people that have been around for five or 10 years because everybody had experienced something different. It's been really, really magical. So if you love this podcast and if you're still listening right now, that means you do. It means you just listen to 40 minutes of us going through some highlights that maybe you already listened to. But if you love this podcast, I would encourage you to start trying to get involved as much as you can. We just launched a new uh, Facebook page for some discussions. I'm at Aaron Amuchastegui on Instagram. I chat with so many of you guys uh, on there. I uh, Follow us there. Follow us at Real Estate Rockstar, at RE Rockstars on Instagram. Join our free coaching call. Sign up for our mastermind next year. There's so many of you out there, and I can't wait to meet you or answer your question. So the, um, and you'll hear me say it all the time when people do reach out to me through any means of social media or email or phone, uh, we end up having great conversations, and I try to help as much as I can. So. Real Estate Rockstars, as always, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also, we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, 
Be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there, too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.